this week on the Roommates Podcast. Oh, and I don't want someone to believe I'm something I'm not. Yeah. Like, I just don't want that at all anymore. I have no desire. Like, this is me, the good, the bad, the ugly, the fun, the not so fun, the happiness, the sadness. Like, that's all me. Yeah. Um, And you're going to be disappointed if you think you have an idea of me and you don't. Yeah. And that's with anybody. Of course. Mm-hmm. Like, that's with any human being. Um, And so I... W- would like, and I think it'd be nice if just humans in general decided to let a person show them who they are. Mm. Um, and I hope we can all work on it. Mm. Yo, what's good, world? It's your boy, Hafiz. Chris is the show, baby. Yes, yes, yes. And welcome to The Roommates, a worldwide community of individuals united on the values of becoming, holistic health, kindness, togetherness, and a thirst for knowledge. Also known as the best hour of your week where you are. Entertained like a stand-up. Educated like a TED Talk. And enlightened like a sermon. And uh, go ahead, Chris. Here we go. This week, the podcast brought to you by Teach Henley. Ooh, Teach. Teach Henley. That's T-I-E-G-H Henley. H-A-N-L-E-Y. And it's a male skincare product. And they're are amazing they have a lot of products from washing from scrubby from in the morning to in the afternoon i have mm. personally used these products i have seen results the dms have risen <laughs> amen and amen <laughs> yeah you like that i, I guess a little <laughs> i guess a little but uh they are focused on excluding uh confidence in everyday life okay. solving your skin problem keep much of nature at bay Ooh. and being your best self so fellas if you want uh skincare products and have nice skin for the ladies mm-hmm. <laughs> for a long old price it could be $25 a month or it could be $35 a month but definitely start at the stage of $25 a month the link is in the bio right now okay. so go to that link get the product and go get some women <laughs> <laughs> I love to sell and this week the podcast is also brought to you by Wix Guys, as we've been telling you continuously, it's 2019, and if you do not have a website, you are living in the Stone Ages, and nobody knows about you, and you're not going to make any money. So make sure you go ahead and create your own website. Wix offers some very, very affordable, very easy tools to build your own website. We've created our website on Wix. Make sure you guys go ahead and check it out. And Wix has an offer code just for our roommate community. That is offer code roommates. So go to Wix.com slash roommates, guys. You get 10% off. You guys would love it. And as always, guys, if you have a dope website that you created via Wix using our offer code, please let us know. We will shout it out on the podcast. So, guys, go ahead and go to Wix.com and use the offer code roommate to get your dope, amazing website. And so you can be awesome in 2019. Amen. Amen. Love it. Ah, Christopher, Christopher, Christopher. <laughs> I waited a long time for this. <laughs> I know you did indeed wait a long time for uh, almost been like a year. <laughs> uh, it feels good to be back, man. It feels, it feels good, good to be back in New yes, York yes. City. So this new, not new. Not new. Not new. No, no. This day one guest. Yes. Who's been v- very near and dear to my heart. My is, heart is especially. back. And very near and dear to Chris's heart <laughs> is is back. And the more I reflect on this guest, mm-hmm. the more I realize that if I had a daughter, I would want to I want her to be like this guest. Mm, that's cute. That's cute. You no, know why? Because she's driven. True. She's classy. Amen. She's bubbly. Preach. She's warm. Mm. She's caring. All the great virtues that you wanted a person. Mm-hmm. I see it in our guest. And she look. 
<laughs> I changed up my look for her. <laughs> <laughs> I put in effort. I grew a beard. A Great decision with the beard. Great saying? decision with the beard. But the only thing I would not want my daughter to emulate from our guests Uh-oh. is being a Falcons fan. Is how she responds <laughs> to text messages. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that one thing. I do not want her to take I, that skill. I, and I completely, I Listen. admittedly am such Listen. a terrible texter. Listen. But let me tell you what messes me up with the text. Mm. Okay, go ahead. I go ahead. hate having like the red notification. Like I hate, you know how your text will show you that you have a text and it's the yeah. red, like one, two, mm. red yeah. number. So I'll see those and I'll just click so that the red notification goes, goes away. away. Okay. So I never know what I read and didn't uh, read. That's a good And excuse. so then I sit down and I will go through and be like, okay, I didn't respond to this. Okay. Shit, I yeah. need to respond. Sorry, yeah. I shouldn't have cussed. No, that's good. Um, good. So <laughs> that's why I am so bad at texting. I mean, I'm bad at texting everyone. Like, my cousin's always like, girl, like, mm-hmm. you need texting back. So mm-hmm. it is not a I've singular. It is not just before. you. I promise. I promise. No, yeah. no, I'm like, no, no. I like, like for Taylor, if you get a text message in four to five days, that's a quick text. Oh, don't do that. that. Is that's that's not, not, four to five is, days that is, is crazy. That's a quick text. Like, that's wow. a stretch, but it might be a day. It might be two on a bad week. That's crazy. But guys, please welcome back to the show the one and only Taylor Rooks. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Happy to be back and happy to see the new look. I see one thing. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. we'll talk after this. Okay. You got a beard? Hey, we'll talk after How have you seen the beard change your life? Yeah. I'm not going to go into too much detail. But it's been good. It's been good. Good. I'm happy to hear it. Life has been good to you. So, Taylor, a lot has happened since the last time you came on the show. Yeah. For the people who were unfortunately not following you, can you give us a bit of a summary of the past year for you? Yeah, absolutely. So I started a new job. Shout out to um, new job. Yes, with Bleacher Report and Turner Sports. I have my own show with BR. Um, and it's called Take It There with Taylor Rooks. Take and it's there. essentially you just... You're going to keep playing footsies with Oh, me? did I kick your foot? It's the beard. Yeah. Dang, he made it hot. People yeah, weren't supposed to know. You know? Yeah, if you I'm play a footsie, you know. it's... Hey, what you want me to do? Silly. My bad. Um... But yeah, so I have a new show called Take It There with Taylor Rooks, and it's an interview show. We feature one athlete every episode, and we try to have these really in-depth, normal, authentic, and organic conversations every episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been doing that. Um, I hosted the NBA Awards pre-show. We did a lot of stuff at Super Bowl, um, did a draft show. Like It's just kind of been crazy, but the main focus has been the show and making sure that's the best that it can possibly be. Um yeah, so it's been it's been wild. It'll, like it'll be a year in September. I think since you came on our podcast, <laughs> it was you guys. We changed your life. I I'll told cut you. you a check. I told you the last time. I'll change your life in another way. You're welcome. <laughs> so how how enjoyable has your new show been for you? So good. Like yeah. I just feel incredibly fulfilled by the show, and I think that you know, with you know, being in media, sometimes you think that. Okay, what I supposed to do is being on TV, talking to people, right? And then that starts to just feel a little bit stagnant. Mm. Um, but I didn't feel like really happy to my core and just like having so much joy with what I do and feeling like it was my purpose until I started doing the show. And mm. I just was able to have conversations with people and it just it just feels like you're doing the thing that you are truly supposed to be doing. And I feel that right now. And maybe that'll change in mm. a year or two. Yeah. Um 
But right now, this is what I feel like my purpose is, mm. for sure. And what made you take that that jump? I'm sure you was in a comfortable position. Yeah. You, know, you got everything going for yourself and, you know, BR came. Mm-hmm. So what made you take that jump? Well, I think that for every step of my career, when I made a decision, it's, it does get to that place where you're just kind of staying stagnant. Mm-hmm. Um, and once someone said to me, like, that sometimes treading water feels like you're drowning. And, like, that's mm-hmm. kind of how you feel, like... When you're staying just in this place and you're not going anywhere, sometimes that's worse than actually going under, you know, not having that forward momentum. And I realize I'm incredibly, incredibly addicted to forward forward momentum, which is sometimes a good thing and sometimes a bad thing. Um, And I recognize you have to find that balance. Um, I read once someone talking about like destination addiction like thinking that happiness is always in the next yeah, thing yeah, yeah, yeah. and that can be a blessing and a curse because mm-hmm. um, you have to learn how to be happy just where you are. Yeah. Um, but I will say in every space I've ever been, I'm incredibly happy when I'm there. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to get to the next day and you're like, oh, like now I'm happy. Yeah. Like a college professor of mine who like I, I was still very close to said that in life, it's a lot better if you're driven by the pull and not the push. Okay. Like sometimes the circumstance, like we're using the circumstance to push us out instead of being drawn to something else. It's much better for you. And it's a lot healthier, more productive to let that pull, like the other thing be the thing that guides you instead of you just wanting to get out of a situation. Mm. So I try to think that with work, like what is the thing that's best for me instead of looking at why is this thing bad for me right now? Because mm. um, you'll be able to find the bad in any situation. Um, but just looking for the thing that's gonna that's gonna work the best for you. So, honest knee jerk reaction to this question. Okay. On a scale of one to ten, how happy are you? Oh, ten. Really? Yeah, but I I try to maintain a ten in happiness even when I'm sad. You know, like I I truly feel like happiness is like a state of mind. Like I'm a happy person. I think that at my core is joy, mm-hmm. and I try to emulate that. I try to touch every person that I meet with that, you know, I believe in just having that happiness and that warmth all the time because it helps you be a better person whoever you're interacting with. I think that maybe what I struggle with is contentment. Um, I think like being at peace is the thing that I want. I want to always be a 10. I like just being at peace with everything and mm-hmm. feeling content. Um, but I've also realized kind of through some time and this may be bad too, like, I think I'm always going to be happy, but sometimes meaning means more to me than happiness. Okay. And I don't think that that's always healthy. Yeah. Um, but luckily, I'm just, I think I'm just happy by default. Mm. You know, I recognize that any circumstance that you have in your life is temporary. Um, the, we're constantly changing. The days are changing. Life is changing all the time. It's just easy to get stuck in like a rut. And I think that like unhappiness comes from thinking that your rut is not a rut. Like mm. that it's just your life. Mm. Um but I've just kind of recognized that that's not the case. Um, so I try to be happy. Obviously, there's days I'm like pissed and upset yeah, yeah, or you yeah. have bad days and you're mad at someone. Yeah. I just think that like when you are not having a good day, the happiness doesn't change. Just the circumstance changed. Um, or at least I try to think that in my head. Yeah. So you, oh, go ahead. oh, yeah. So yeah. like when you were with your old job, mm-hmm. um, did you feel like you had the same inner peace that you did do now? And no, not, but I think what that what changed is it just because of the job yeah. or was it just you know some other circumstances. Well, I don't know if I technically have like inner peace all the time right now. Like mm-hmm. the inner peace to me is the journey that you're working That's on all struggle. the time. That's a struggle. Yeah, 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 for sure. 
So, yeah, I don't know if it was at peace changing between the jobs because I don't know if I have that yet. Yeah. Um, but I also think I don't know if you can really get inner peace based on your job. Yeah. You know, and that's probably the real problem. You know, you mm. you base a lot of the things on like what you do and where you are in that. And is your peace coming from that? But your peace probably just has to come from from you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what's the win for you? Like what like if. So one of the things I recently realized mm-hmm. is that. A lot of people struggle with being honest with themselves about the win. Mm-hmm. Like, so I give people this illustration that if God or Jeannie, if you don't believe in God, <laughs> like, <laughs> like asked you, like, if you could have whatever life you want that mm-hmm. would bring you the most peace and bring you the most joy, what would that be? And, and, and your parents, your friends, society whatever it may be will approve of it right because a lot of times what we want in life we're like we we secretly want it but we're like i don't want my parents to know about this i don't want my friends to know about this i don't mm-hmm. want to be judged by society for wanting this thing or having this life so for you if you're like when you lay down what is the win for you if you could have the life that you want that's a good question yeah. um a win for me would be I would say like being at the helm of something like of some type of content that is like necessary consumption, like content that's a feeling content you feel like you need to have to like complete your day. Like, I think that's something that Oprah was really good at. Like watching Oprah every day was like a part of everyone's routine. Mm -hmm. Um, I would love to do something like do something like that. And then also I really want to be a mom. Mm-hmm. Like a win for me would be a mother. And be married to some man with a beard. That's a win for me. But really I find yeah. a lot and I didn't always feel this way, but I have learned like a lot of this stuff like isn't real. Mm-hmm. You know, like a lot of it just isn't. But the things that are real is like that connection that you have with like that person, obviously your family, but like a connection that you have with someone you love and like creating a life with the person you love and yeah. like creating also just life with someone that you love. Yeah. Um, like that's what actually matters. And yeah. that's what's really, really real. Everything else is just noise. Yeah. Um, so I think that if it's me living in my purpose as far as work and creating that, but then also making sure I had like, a family like one day that to me would be the ultimate life that i want to have what about you chris what's the win for you <laughs> i was about to ask you a question actually oh me go ahead yeah yeah oh. because i feel like yeah um a lot of people in society definitely has some somebody's influence in them mm-hmm. if it's friends family so for you because i know i know you and a lot of people they know you they listen to the show yeah. um how do you block out all that noise and, you know, you stay level-headed and, and focused and like, man, I'm, this is what I'm going to do no matter what anybody says. True story. Gosh, people complain about me on the show for not being transparent, but I'm going to be very, very transparent. I am more sad than I'm having most of my, like, like most of my 20s. Mm-hmm. Like, I've been so, like, I'm talking about lows. I've been so low. And... I've realized in the lows that, like Taylor pointed out, it's the ebbs and flows of life. So there's actually lows that are just natural. But I also realized that a lot of the lows come from me doing what, living a life somebody else wants me to live. Right? Mm-hmm. I, didn't, I don't get that from your story, though. 
It's, it's interesting because I don't get that because you wanted to be a teacher, you did it. You wanted yeah. to write a book, you did it. Yeah. Like, yeah, well, it's it's like what Taylor. I don't know what Taylor meant by it, but this is what I interpreted. She said all like a lot of this isn't real. So what I got from it is a lot of the shiny stuff, the the awards, the the vanity of life, all the things that people are like, oh, if I just got this, I'll be happy, it isn't real. Yeah. Because there's actual like. Like, I think it was Plato Aristotle talking about, like, virtues of life, like family and friends. There's, there's things that actually give you life and success doesn't give it to you. So I think for me, so much of my life was chasing success to prove myself to somebody. To Like, I was mad at somebody. I wanted to prove you wrong. So it was chasing all those things to, like, experience happiness. And then getting, like I said, every time I got somewhere, I was never happy. I wrote my first book. I went to depression right afterwards. You know, I started teaching. Coaching was dope. Players broke my heart because I gave them my all and I shouldn't give no kids my all. So, then, you know, making movies, I realized I was born. So there was things I kept on doing that never brought true peace because I was never honest. I just really mm-hmm. wasn't honest with myself and be like, yo, Afiz, what do you really want? Not what do you want because it will get you something that you think you want, but really, what do you really want? So because I was so sad, I decided last year to stop being sad and to stop living my life um, in depression. And so that's what brought me on this journey of pursuing what brings you peace and what brings you life. And instead of chasing what everybody else wants, because that will only leave you hurting at the end of the day. So that's how I got there through much tears and (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm so happy you got there now. So how do you feel now? I'm not happy still, but it's like, <laughs> but, it's, but it's better. It's better. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's, it it's, didn't it's, work at all. No, but what I'm saying is because for me, it's it's still dealing with some of the like chasing some of the stuff, like mm-hmm. still learning how not to chase, yeah. still learning how not to compare, still learning how not to expect certain things out of people. So I think we talked about it, and it was a rough conversation we had it, but a lot of a lot of these things I'm still trying to learn. So that's why I think it's a process. Mm-hmm. I think the journey to peace is a process. It's not no, like absolutely. you check something off the checklist. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, that's, so that's kind of how I, I'm getting there and I'm getting better each day, you know, and each day is like you get better and you find a little bit more peace. And I think right now I'm at more peace now, you know, than I was maybe two years ago, mm-hmm. you know, when I was your age. So, yeah. yeah. I read like a quote once that said, like inner conflict doesn't come from not doing what you want to do. It comes from not being who you are. Yeah. And I think sometimes that goes to the, to the society thing. Like you're being what everybody thinks that you should be. And mm-hmm. you're never going to feel at peace, like inside if you're not just letting you yeah. be out there. Um, so I totally feel that. Absolutely. Yeah. Because I look at, I look at you and I see somebody who is so driven you know, like I'm we're always seeing you get it, you're getting, you're getting, you're getting it, and you're always achieving, 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 achieving. And the reason why I asked you that question is because I don't know if you want me to share it, but one time, but no, one time Chris was like, man, I wonder like how Taylor's doing, you know, like, you know what I mean? Like, cause we always seen you moving and moving and moving. And I think a lot of times when we look at people, so I did, I did a little speech about um depression a couple months ago a couple weeks ago and um talking about mental health especially in the black community and one of the things that i brought up was for a lot of people they look at celebrities and they say why are they sad 
why are they not happy? Mm-hmm. Because the assumption is that once you reach a certain amount of status or money or celebrity, you shouldn't be happy. And then my question was, why is that the assumption? Like, what made us think that's what brings somebody joy? So that's why, like I said, when Chris was asking that question, I was like, man, I really wonder, like, what's going on with, I wonder, do people really ask? Like, people always yeah. trying to get stuff and do stuff with you, but I wonder if people really asking you yeah. and checking the temperature of your soul. No, I mean, I'm doing well. Um, I think, but what I was talking about, about things being real or not, I had to have a realization about that because I don't think I always felt that way. I thought that that stuff was real. Mm. Like maybe mm, I've, I've come into that probably within the past two years that like all this stuff that you think makes the job worth it or makes life worth it, like just doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you sit around and you're like, okay, like I was in a situation where I thought, okay, there was a person that. I really loved and I thought I was going to marry, but you just get very caught up in everything else and you think that you don't need that. And then mm. a little bit later, you're like, damn, like that was the thing that really mattered, mm. um, <laughs> you know? So I think like I'm fine. I'm just coming to terms with the fact that like you got to like keep the main thing, the main thing at all times. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is, that situation is like, I don't think about that now. Um, but like, that's, it's just realizing a lot of things about like your life, but I'm good. Cause I really do. I think you can ask anyone that's my friend. Like I can be having a terrible day. Like I can maybe have my feelings hurt. I can be sad. I can be mad, but I'm still happy. Mm -hmm. And I think all my friends would say that about me that I just recognize it's going to be temporary Mm. because I've just had to go through so many things at, at the moment you think the world's ending. Mm. You just got to get to the next day. You know, um, so many things don't matter when you put your phone down. Yeah. You know, so many things don't matter when you wake up the next morning. When was the last time that happened to you? Mm. Probably, I mean, probably once I don't know. If it wasn't something with my ex-boyfriend, it was probably something like, like there was a day that, I'm not going to get into the details, but there was a day online that like I had been out with someone and then it was everywhere. Mm. And I was just like, I couldn't get on the computer. I know what you're talking about. I couldn't (laughs) text. I couldn't tweet. Mm -hmm. Um, and in that moment, you're like, oh, this is so annoying. Like, everyone's going to be talking about this forever. Yeah. 24 hours, no one cares. Yeah, yeah. And that's when I was like, all this stuff is so fleeting. Mm. And like, nothing really bothers me now. I'm like, yes, it seems like the end of the world right now. It's going to be the only thing forever. You just got to wake up the next morning. And that does, it just doesn't matter, mm. you know? But I also think, I always tell people, I had to deal with a lot of things in life like really, really fast. Like, my life just moved really, really quickly. Like, I graduated college. My first job was on a national network at the Big Ten Network. I did that for two years. I left the Big Ten Network, started working in the number one market here at, at SNY. Then I left SNY. I got my own show five years after college. I'm doing that now. So I just have had, I have problems that like people aren't going to relate to, mm-hmm. you know, and I have had to deal with things that people aren't going to necessarily understand like a lot of stuff had to happen for me 
very young and you're not afforded that time, like wisdom comes in age for mm. a lot of times. And like understanding experience comes in age for a lot of time. But I had to deal with things at like 22, 23 that some people still don't even know how to deal with when they're 45 or 50. Yeah. So like not only am I young and don't have that experience due to age, I'm young and have an experience that even older people are never going to have to experience. Mm. So you're just like, I just had to grow up really quickly mm -hmm. and try to understand life to the best of my ability really quickly. And that's something I'm working on all the time because I don't have the answers. Yeah. I just don't have the answers um, about most things. Yeah. Um, but I also think recognizing that is also wisdom too. Mm. So I don't know if I answered your question. No, that's good. Okay. That's good. With what you said about, you know, having a family, being a mother, and that being like you're possibly giving you inner peace and what you want in life, and with you not having that now, mm -hmm. how do you not let that consume you? Because I feel like a lot of men and women definitely want the same thing, being a father, husband, mother, yeah. wife, and they let that consume them because of that's, I feel like that's what the, the missing piece is. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you're in, in the position that you have everything to the outside world, and um, the those, you know, two things that you feel like you need or want, mm -hmm. how you not let that consume you every day? Yeah. Well, I think, to be completely honest, it probably helps, like, that I'm young. So I'm thinking, like, okay, it's fine that I don't have it now. Yeah. You know, I'm like, one day it'll come. Yeah. Um, but I also know that in that time, not being married, not having kids, like, this this gap in time between that is where you become, like, ready for that. Like, in all honesty, I'm probably not ready to be married. You know, I'm not ready to have kids. I just always thought I'd have them right now. You know, like, I thought I'd probably have one kid right now. Granted, that's also because I was in a relationship where that was the plan, you know, and then you're not. And then you're like, well, damn, I ain't got no kids. You know, I ain't got no man. Um, but, <laughs> but like, so it doesn't consume me because I just know things are going to happen on their own time. Yeah. Um, and I just find love in so many places, like the love that I have with my friends, like I'm fine with that. You know, the love I have for my family, like I'm getting that feeling, you know, but as someone who has been in love, life is a lot more just kind of like fulfilling when you're going through it with somebody, mm. you know, and like when you're sharing it with somebody. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't consume me. Like, this is what I always say. And this goes for most people. If you had to get married next month, right? You probably could. I could find one person to marry me, marry me next month if I needed to. <laughs> By the end of the if day. I needed, <laughs> it ain't hard decision. If I, if I needed someone to marry me next month, I could, right? I'm sorry. But I'm sorry. you don't. But like, you don't want that you know yeah. like i want whoever i'm with i want that love to be like the only two people that can breach that feeling are like the two people in it like yeah. i have said this and i stand by this i think i don't think most people marry the person they loved the most oh i agree with you mm -hmm. you know i, I think they marry you. the person that it most worked convenient. out with yeah and yeah. i just like i have to marry the person i love the most yeah. i can't live with like knowing that my relationship isn't at its peak because yeah. I didn't end up with that peak person. Um, that's like my main thing. I just, that's a, that's a legit fear of mine, not yeah. being with who I loved the most and always knowing that yeah. and just marrying the situation. 
Because yeah. um, I really do think that moves people. Like, it just doesn't happen that way. And we get so caught up in like loving someone when I think you really got to be caught up in liking someone. Like, yeah. do we like the person that we're with? Mm-hmm. Can I spend every day with this person really not doing anything? Yeah. Like, that to me is the mark of something that's going to last when like it just is, yeah. you know? Um, so that's probably like the thing that I think about. Like I'm not, I'm not nervous. I won't get married. Like that, that's not something I'm nervous about. I'm nervous about the marriage, yeah. you know? Um, so that's, that's kind of the thing. It, so it doesn't consume me. Yeah. I just think about it. every day. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I've heard this once. I've heard this last time. I've heard this before. Mm-hmm. You don't have to share what you don't want to share. Mm-hmm. But I'm very curious. Yeah. What happened in your past? Because from what, I, from what I'm taking, from everything that I've gained from you, is like, we have a friend named Stefan Labossier. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of him before? I don't think so. You should check him out on Instagram. Stefan Speaks. He's a great guy, relationship coach. We're on tour with him. He's fantastic. He's, he's like a superpowers from God, literally superpowers. Mm-hmm. And so he has this thing where he talks about like finding a genuine connection. Mm-hmm. And his point is that like he's a relationship coach, counseled thousands of women and most women and men as well. You ask them like, are you married to the person that brings you the most joy or happiness? Mm-hmm. And most people say no. Most people, if you ask them, would you get married to that person again, get the choice? Most people say no. Yeah. Because they never experienced what Stefan called a genuine connection. And from what I've gained from you is what you described in your past is that true, authentic, genuine connection, mm-hmm. which, which is why you like everything in the future. You don't really care as much about like some handsome, tall, great guy. If there's no real connection. Yeah. But you always reference to like the relationship, like kind of crumbling if or being torn apart, whatever it may be mm-hmm. from the past. So I was wondering like what happened? Like, yeah. Was it you being young? Was it situation? Like what yeah. was going on? I mean, I just think that when you're with someone for four years, life happens. Like yeah. life happens in between it. Um, the guy that slid in your DMs. <laughs> yes. Him. Yeah, I remember this. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's when you're with someone for so long. And when I was on the podcast with you guys last time, we were still like communicating. Like, we were still cool. Mm. We don't really talk anymore. Mm. Um, I'm at peace with the entire cool. situation. That's okay. We believe you. Um, but I'm just like, <laughs> let me say this before. Yeah. Who knows? Who's going to hear it? Yeah. Um, but yeah, like we were together for four years and I think that eventually we realized that we kind of wanted different things out of life. Like we wanted each other, but just different things. What, different what are those times. different things? Like he was in a place where he, he was fine, like living in a small town, doing what he wanted to do. And that's great. And that's great for people that want to do that. I just know that's not for me. Mm. Like, and we had reached a spot where for it to work, one of us would have had to move and I wasn't moving yeah. and he wasn't going to move. And we just, in the beginning, I was like, yes, let's get married. In the middle, we were both kind of like, yeah, we're going to get married. Mm. And in, he's like, let's get married. And I wasn't there. Like mm. it was just always yeah. different pages. Yeah. Different pages. Mm-hmm. Love always still there. Mm-hmm. Like that never, ever, ever like left at all. Um, but that's why I say like it's about circumstance. Yeah. Like things just kind of happen the way that they happen. So what does that? I don't mean? know if that answered your question. What is it? What is things happen the way they happen? <laughs> Meaning like, like it's just sometimes it just like doesn't work. 
You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Like, and that sounds so simple, but that's probably the harder things to get over. Like when the shit just didn't work. Yeah. Um, and that's the best way that I can describe what happened. Um, with he and I, it was different pages. We wanted different things. I think that it's hard to deal with when you first meet somebody. They're fresh out of college. They're wide-eyed and dreamy and want to get their shit done. And then, like, them actually getting it done. Mm. Like, in a lot of ways, and I hate how, like, negative this sounds. Um, like, in a lot of ways, this isn't what he signed up for. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's real. Like, and that's really just the truth of it. Yeah. And I can come to terms with the fact and understand I get, it's probably really hard to date me. Yeah. You know, I understand that. I can recognize that. I understand that that means it's on me to make whoever I'm with or in love with comfortable at all times. Mm-hmm. Um, but so life changed for me and like I changed because of life. And how did you change? I just think that like, you you get really consumed in what you do. Mm-hmm. You just really, really do. Um, and that was kind of the arc of it. Like as everything kind of started going up for me, I would say problems became more visible um, because you're just a different person. It really comes down to like we're different people than when we met and I was 22. Yeah, and different people now that I'm 27. Yeah. You know, it's just things change, you know? Mm. Yeah, there's not like a thing. Okay, you pinpoint and this is it because it's just it's the life that happened in between. You yeah. know, I guess that's probably the best answer that I could give. Mm. Yeah, there's no regrets at all. No regrets. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if regrets is the right word. Just like that. What if? Like what could have been? Probably happened. Like, probably, I yeah. think that you're always just mad that, and this is with any relationship you're probably mad that person didn't turn out to be who they were supposed to you know and that probably goes both ways like i just i don't have regrets i just have times where i'm like did i did we make the right decision but now i'm like it is what it is both of us have moved on um so yeah i don't know if it's regret it's just a thing that you ponder yeah you know what i mean yeah Hmm. i think about my past relationships all the time for real, yeah. you talk about that. You talk about that quite often. Yeah, because like I just I don't. It's always am I putting my best effort forward? Am I being my best character? If I'm doing all the right things, because um, I don't I don't necessarily don't want to get in my own way for not finding the person that I want to find. Like, and I agree with that. If you mean that when yeah, you say yeah. regrets, then yes. Like, what was I at my best? Yeah, yeah. Because you know how it's harder to let go of things or move on from things when you're like, you don't think you did everything in your control to make it work. Yeah. You know? So I just think if every relationship you did all that you could to be the best, you probably don't have regrets. Yeah. Yeah. But if you know, you really weren't doing all that you could to Mm -hmm. be the best in the relationship, you're like, it could have worked. Um, so I would say, I do feel as though I didn't all, I wasn't always the best me. Um, I didn't always help him be the best him. Um, so I would say the answer to that is is probably yeah, if you're framing it in those terms. Is that like but is that a part of like every relationship? Or? Probably. Okay. I don't yeah. feel like that from the last one I was in. I think um I think what Taylor described was pretty interesting because it's like what what I got from you is that you 
from you being 18, 19, you know, bushy tail, wide eye, young, young woman, you were always getting it. You know, I remember you tell, showed us a story last time when you, um, you know, first met LeBron, you know, at that conference, I think it was in Florida, something like that. Yeah. So you were always driven. You're always ambitious. So I think it was like part of the package of Taylor Rooks was driven, ambitious. I'm going to go get it. You got to get it. You got to go get it with me. Mm-hmm. And so initially that's I think that's enticing for somebody because you have a woman who's driven and doing all that great stuff. But if you're naturally not like that, mm-hmm. eventually, like. You will accept it to begin with, but then if that's not who you are in your DNA, you probably won't accept that for long. Yeah. And you it's will, fun till it's not. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so for me, I look at my the last girl that I dated, I think that was part of it as well. It was like at the beginning, Hafiz was cool because he does this and he does that and he does this. But if you're honest about who you are, that's like you don't like this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. In the moment, like you like you can lo- learn to love it because you know this person's a great individual but for your own personal life i think it just doesn't fit your life yeah. and that's what i'm kind of getting from your story is like it just didn't fit yeah. his life and i will say and this is probably like shifting away from relationships yeah. but like most people don't know who they are yeah i've realized that like most people don't know who they are and they don't know who they're not which is really just as important yeah and that to me is the thing that I look for, not just in a relationship, but from friends. Like, does this person know who they are? Self-awareness. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cause that's why in the beginning of things, you be like, Oh, I can do this. I love this type of person. I'm the type of person, but that's just cause that's what you think, mm. you know, like who are you at your core um, is what really, really matters. When did you find out your identity? I think I really have known who I am for like a while. Really? Yeah. Just a while. Like college. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I would say I've known who I am for a while. But it's because like I, like I said, life moved fast. I had to know who I was like to be okay. Yeah. You know? Um, and it comes to different times with different people. And I don't even mean knowing like every ins and out of yourself, but just like know who you are at your core. Mm-hmm. Like what makes you you? What makes you tick? What do you really want out of life? Because yeah. sometimes we say shit we want out of life that we don't really, but we know we're supposed to. Yeah. You know? And like, that's always going to cause some turmoil. So I recognize like what it is I want and like what that means for who I am. That's good. And how'd you find out? Like, was it like, you know, people that you shape your life around or mm-hmm. it was just like different experiences? Like, oh, I've. I was at a game and reported. Oh, I love it. Yeah, yeah. No, it's like, and see, that's the thing. When I say know who I am, I'm not even really talking about work. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not talking about like specific things. I'm almost talking about what those specific things mean. Yeah. Like, it's not like, okay, I want to be a reporter on TV. It's like, I want to do something of significance. Yeah. You know, like it's that bro- like more broad umbrella term, mm. you know, like it's not just like, I want to have kids. It's like, I want to have my life embody love. And like, that's what I think kids are like a tangible product of love, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and so that's, that's more. So what I think in my head about it, describe yourself in one word around the table, starting with Taylor. <laughs> Indescribable. Very much a cheat code. Um, I, God, I hate these open-ended questions. I, these I know you do. Um, I don't know. Unique. I'll go with that. Unique. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna make it fun. 
Mine is passionate. And then why did you pick your word? I say indescribable because I really don't think, not just me, I don't think you, and I know it's just a question, that's the point. Yeah. But like, we can't describe anything in one word and we absolutely can't describe humans in one word, yeah. you know? Like, you may be one word today that you're not tomorrow. Yeah. You know? Um, so that's, I say indescribable as a joke, but also because that should be everyone's word. Okay. You know, that like, we're so much more than just like what we are at this moment. So that's probably why I said indescribable. Okay. I'll say unique because um I feel like I feel like I'm just like um such a constant person that's always learning and always trying to figure out like, especially just like character wise, not so much like super knowledge based, but um but it's also it's a lot of guys out there that are like me, but for some reason I just think differently or act differently sometimes. Um, I'm still trying to like just figure out myself and learn myself because I always try to compare myself or um, you know how do how, how can I take away from Hafiz or how can I take away from Taylor how can I take away from past guests or friends or family so try to take different pieces uh, from people and put that on me I also trying to be my true self it's the reason why I say unique well unique literally means one of a kind so that yeah, works that's, that's like cool. if someone says something is very unique that doesn't make sense. <laughs> but I do it sometimes too because we hear it all the time. Yeah. But it's like technically you can't be very unique. You can just be unique. Mm. But why did you pick yours? Um, because for my whole life, I think I'm somebody who's probably the most, when I want something, I'm like the most driven person in the world. Mm -hmm. I think um, like being compulsively obsessed with things is a great superpower, but also a great weakness of mine. And so I think the, the passion is, um, something that's just common in everything that I've done. Mm -hmm. So the reason why I asked us that question, uh, see how I can bring this around. Cause you guys gave me kind of different answers. One of the things I was talking with our previous, um, the last guy I was hanging out with about a lot of times, like your greatest strength is also your greatest weakness. So if you define yourself in the world, like, for example, me being passionate, right? Because I'm passionate, I care so much. And because I care so much from people and things, I expect too much. So a lot of times when I don't get what I expect, I get very angry. I get very frustrated. I get very sad. So a pro of being passionate is being able to do all the things that I've done in life. The con of it is that a lot of times you expect too much out of people or have unrealistic expectations and you're always sad when you don't get things that you expect to get. So I'm curious to if if you know yourself like and these are things that describe you as being, you know, indescribable or unique. What do you think is a con of who you are? I think for me, it probably is also the same as far as like passion goes. Mm -hmm. um, I also think that. Sometimes I am too consumed by like what I do. Um, and that, like, that's the thing. A lot of issues at the core have been the fact that I'm too consumed with what I do, you know? Um, I don't know. I don't, but see, that's the thing. Like, I'm weird in the sense that I recognize that I have so many weaknesses and humans as individuals have so many weaknesses, but like, I almost see them as just like a part of being a human, mm -hmm. you know? So I never have thought about it in the terms of like, this is a con. I might be like, this is something I need to get better at, yeah. but like, 
that's one of the reasons I really like interviewing people and talking to people is like humans are made of good things and bad things. But like that doesn't mean the bad things are like negative. It just means like that's a part of you. Like if no one had bad things, then no one would be different. Yeah. You get what I'm trying yeah. to say? Like, like weaknesses make you you. Mm-hmm. And you want to work on those and yeah. get them as good as possible. But like, I don't know. I don't really know what the con is. I know that there are many. Yeah. I just haven't sat and been like, this is what's bad about it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know the answer. What no. do you think your con is? Well, you said yours. Yeah. <laughs> what I think yours is? Is that what you're trying to ask me? Yeah, ask me too. I want to know what you think my con is. Um, so I think if you're, if you describe yourself as indescribable, mm-hmm. I think you are so unique, but that I think your life, similar to what you said, presents a lot of unique struggles that people from the outside may not be able to understand. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of times, um, I'm just obviously playing pseudo doctor here, <laughs> no, yeah, but I, I think, like a, I think a lot of times with people who are high performing individuals, uh, especially one thing that I've gotten from you is a veneer of perfection that society ma- like paints of you, right? Because like you're saying, like you're 27, like people treat you like the way they treat Carrie and Carrie's in their forties, you know, they treat you the way they treat all these other women. So they expect you to be just so perfect. And so I, I see that. A lot of times, because you're so unique, uh, like the struggles of you are unique and people may not be able to understand you as much and the complexities of who you are and the complexities of how you feel. And also just the, the basic humanities that though I'm this super celebrity star, whatever you may think of me as, I'm still a regular person with feelings, desires. Oh, I agree with yeah. that. Totally. Totally. And yeah. that's a great answer. Sorry. Yeah. I thought you meant like a con of my personality. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, no. Um, and no, I think that's a great answer and yeah. I completely agree. Yeah. Um, I think that a lot of things don't help that. Social media probably being one. It's yeah. like people, A, think they know you, but they also think that that means they know like everything about you. Mm-hmm. Like the problem with social media isn't that like it's incorrect, is that it's incomplete. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and so I would, I would certainly say that. And at this point though, I think that I have like accepted everything that you described. Like I've understand, understood that that just kind of is what it is and it sucks, but like we're here. Yeah. I don't think most people see me as this like a normal person, which is crazy because like I'm not some super famous celebrity. I'm not some super inaccessible person. Like I'm a journalist. Yeah. Like I feel like I'm friends with everyone I meet, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but I don't really think I'm just seen as that i'm seeing is yeah. like this thing that's trending on twitter or like this instagram post or like this person in your group chat like you you know what i mean <laughs> yeah like the amount of people that come up to me and are like you're in my group chat i'm like yeah yeah um but yeah but i don't know that just like it just i've it has taken time yeah. i'm not saying i've i mean like just always been there but yeah. it doesn't matter to me now yeah like Shit used to really get to me in the beginning. Like when I very first started, I would be like, what did someone say today? And like, I would like tweet, search my name. Yeah. And like, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. you just, you're so aware of all that stuff mm-hmm. and you really think it matters. I haven't tweet searched my name in years. Cause yeah. now I know like, it just doesn't matter. Like what yeah. this person said today has no effect on like me or what I'm going to do next. Yeah. And you really can't let it matter. Most importantly, like, yeah. it will kill you if you really 
are moved by the ebbs and flows of what the internet is saying. Um, Because it's just not a good place. Um, It's not always an accurate place. Sometimes, though, it is a great place. I think I owe most of my career to social media. Mm -hmm. Like, I owe it to people caring about the podcast and retweeting it and making viral moments. Like, Mm -hmm. all of that is incredibly true. Yeah. Um, But there's also that corner of it that is just completely unhealthy. Yeah. So just being able to recognize both those things. But I think that plays a big role into what you're saying about people treating you away, but like not knowing you and not understanding you. And I always, always feel like I'm on an island. And that's and that's a point that I was going to bring up. That's what I meant mm-hmm. by in regards to your personality. Yeah. You being indescribable puts you on an island. And because you're on an island, I wonder how often do you genuinely connect with people because of the uniqueness? I think like a lot of people, like you're friendly and you're sweet and you're kind and mm-hmm. you're and you talk. But I just I just wonder like how really deep connections you have with people you've mm-hmm. moved a lot you've you know you've transitioned in life so many different times and like just from hearing your story continuously like i think deep meaningful relationships mean a lot to you mm-hmm. and so i just i just think sometimes when you're just so unique it may be challenging to connect and that's just me speculating yeah for sure and it probably is and i think that's why when we think about things like love right it's so silly how we feel as though we'll exit a relationship and then fall in love again. Mm-hmm. Like, have you ever been in love? No. Okay, how old are you? <laughs> 25. Okay, so I'm assuming you're not with this person anymore? Unfortunately, no. Okay. Unfortunately. Oh, un- <laughs> oh okay. <laughs> but like, in 25 years of living, yeah. you've been in love with one person, mm-hmm. right? So like, the numbers aren't on our side. Yeah. You know, it's like, why do you think then you're just going to fall in love with another person, Mm -hmm. you know? And that's why when I think about like relationships I have been in, the relationship I was in, it's like, why don't we like, can like constantly try to work on that? Because the likelihood of feeling that again is so slim. Maybe you're not supposed to feel that again, Mm -hmm. you know, because every feeling will be different. You're never going to love someone the same each time. Yeah. Um, Why don't we constantly work on what? Like making this like anomaly work. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Because like falling in love is literally an anomaly. Yeah. Like if it's real, genuine, like I don't think most people in their lifetime actually have that. Yeah. But we just treat everything like it's fleeting because we think that there's going to be something else. Yeah. But I don't know if there really like is. But when it comes to connections, like that's what I think about with connections, like. I work on the connections that I have. Like, I feel so deeply connected to those that are close to me. Mm -hmm. Um, And like, I don't ever fight with my friends. I've never gotten in a fight with my friends. I've never, like never in my whole life of friends that I've had that are best friends. We've never like fought and not talked. I've never understood that. Like how that happened to so many people. Like I'm going to fight with my best friend for what? Like, what are you fighting about? Like, this Mm -hmm. is your friend. What is something that is so pressing that like, Y'all aren't cool right now. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just not a lot of my friendships are based in like fellowship and conversation and understanding and just like that consistency always. Like I talk to my friends like from when I wake up to when I go to bed, like we're just all really close. Um, So I cherish the connections that I have also because I know that there's not going to be many like that. Mm-hmm. So I do agree with what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dun dun dun. <laughs> what? Uh, my con, apparently. Um, 
think I mean Huffy's an opposite as far as like um, I feel like um, maybe to a certain extent I give a lot um, and when that goes like unnoticed or un, like unrecognized or unappreciated then I get angry and I can just take it all away you know because I feel like when you have me you have access you know to my money my family my friends my network you know my hard work um everything like you have it all like I, if i can help it out if i can figure it out i use anything in my power to make it happen um but as soon as like like you said if it goes unappreciated it's like all right i can just take it all away and just get really really angry yeah uh and really really uh resentful so i can give a lot yeah you don't say nothing it's like okay, it's okay. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know do you so. guys do you guys think that people are what they think they are I don't think people think enough to know who they are. So to your to your question, to your point about knowing yourself, I think that's like the most redundant theme of this year, self-awareness. I think we brought that word up so many times of the knowledge of self being the foundation of how to know how to navigate through life. Mm-hmm. But I think in today's world, we don't have enough silence to really like talk to ourselves because I think a lot of people are so afraid of confronting themselves. So we numb it with social media, scrolling. We numb it through um, Netflix and Hulu. We numb it through whatever vice that may be. And so we don't ever come to realization of who we really are. So I think I don't think most people have any idea who they are because they yeah. just haven't taken the time to do that work. I was actually just talking about this the other day um, with Bomani. And there's this quote that says, I'm not who I think I am. I'm not who you think I am. I'm who I think you think I am. So I heard that before. Yeah. We become the idea that the other person has of us whenever we're talking to somebody. Yeah. That's why you maybe talk to your girlfriend different than you talk to your best friend or your mom different than you talk to your coworker and your boss different than you talk to your coworker, you know, because you are trying to embody what you feel as though they think of you. Mm, And I wonder if we can ever get to this place where we can stay ourselves yeah. regardless of the circumstance. And I think in some ways, maybe that's where that real self love and appreciation, appreciation can come from knowing that I'm me and it's not dependent on you and it's not mm-hmm. dependent on what you think of me. And that most people like with the whole, I'm not like, I'm who you think I think I am. We're wrong about most people. Yeah. Everyone we know almost for maybe a small percentage of the people that are really close to us, we're wrong about mm. because everything is conjecture, right? Everything is just like a projection of something that we think like, okay, for example, what do you think is the deadliest land mammal in Africa? Land mammal? Mm-hmm. Land? Yeah. Isn't it? The- and now land is everything. Like yeah. water would just be like something that only lives in the water. It's hippopotamus. Yeah. Is a hippo. Yeah. Definitely a cheetah. Yeah. So most <laughs> yeah, people, yeah, yeah. Most most people, people think it's cheetah. like a cheetah oh, or oh, a yeah. lion or something yeah. like that. But like the hippo kills like 500 people a year. Yeah, yeah. It's They're incredibly strong. They get on you. They crush you. Yeah. But because in our head, what we see is the lion. Yeah. It's hard for us to even get to the hippo. Yeah. You know? And I think that sometimes with people, like if somebody already is like, this thing to you mm. you're never going to get to the next thing yeah and like the lion is actually kind of not very dangerous at all mm-hmm. but like we just already think it yeah 
And so the thing about being so reliant on what a person thinks of you is you're not even realizing that like it's wrong. Mm. So you need to stop being it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, so I try to just like come into things with a very clear head, clean slate, and like let that person show me and not treat them according to like what I already think of them. Mm. Um, and I think that's where you can get like these really, really genuine connections. And I think that that's where a lot of my really genuine connections have come from. Um, I went on a bit of a tangent. No, that's good. But yeah. <laughs> that's just kind of where I'm at with that. Mm. No, to me, it goes back to like what you described is like this concept of framing. And so it's like once you frame an individual, they fit that frame no matter what things exactly. show you. And that can be good and that can be bad. Right. Mm -hmm. So, for example, like a mother, like when she sees her child, she will always see he's a beautiful, innocent, amazing angel, even if he freaking shoots up the school, unfortunately. Right. Yeah. So like no matter what happens, the frame of this individual always sees somebody as good, which can be a, a, a pro. But then a con of that, and you can see that in a lot of toxic relationships, is that once somebody believes somebody's a good person, they can That's beat it. them, they can yeah. do all these hurtful, horrendous things to them. But the, oh, you know, they make excuses for it. Mm -hmm. So I think that point of like really being objective and not being biased when you view individuals and learn about individuals. Mm -hmm. I think that's extremely important. Yeah, for yeah. sure. For sure. And it's even like how you're saying like, a mom can see your kid as just like sweet angel all the time because of that to the mom, the kid is acting like a sweet angel. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's what I'm saying is the day it goes, the danger goes both ways. Mm -hmm. Like, that you're wrong, but also because you're wrong, I'm now wrong, but I'm like continuing this cycle because yeah. we're just being what the other person believes we are, mm. but not who we actually are. Yeah. You know, and I don't want someone to believe I'm something I'm not. Yeah. Like, I just don't want that at all anymore. I have no desire. Like, this is me, the good, the bad, the ugly, the fun, the not so fun, the happiness, the sadness. Like, that's all me. Yeah. Um, And you're going to be disappointed if you think you have an idea of me and you don't yeah and that's with anybody of course mm -hmm. like that's with any human being um and so i w would like and i think it'd be nice if just humans in general decided to let a person show them who they are mm. um and i hope we could all work on that mm. i think for some people it's it's it might be scary to show that side of them mm -hmm. you know but like if it's scary then like it's scary yeah you know, then like, that's a part of it. Yeah. Fear is something that you have, mm -hmm. you know, like live in that. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. I think I live in the bad things about myself. You know, I want to fix them, yeah. but it's like, I'm me with those things. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and it's even, even talking about like being scared, like fear is a human emotion. Mm -hmm. Being scared of something doesn't make you bad. It just makes you a person. Yeah. But for whatever reason, like, we don't like to be people, mm. you know? Yeah, that's true. Like, we don't want to just say the things that we don't like or the things that are bad or things that might make you uncomfortable. Yeah. But by continuing to do this thing that, that like shelters you, you're not being who you are because you're not letting that stuff out. Mm. Like the bad stuff is as much a part of the good yeah. and the good as much as, as, as much a part of the bad. Yeah. Um, some people say things like, well, I was scared. It's like, and have that fear, mm -hmm. you know? And so I just think that that's, that's what I hope to do or try to do 
is let you see like all the parts of me and then you decide like if you really fuck with it or not yeah. and it's cool if you don't yeah. you know but this is what it is mm. so no that's a lot I think for for you mm-hmm. when you meet a person how do you let like, what's your process of uh, just letting them show themselves you just sit there don't think of anything just let I them ask talk. so many questions uh, yeah ask questions like if you ask anyone who knows not all my friends are and if I just meet someone they're like I feel like you're interviewing me yeah, you know yeah, yeah, but yeah. I just I think understanding and knowing someone comes from asking them questions. Like, yeah. That's really the only tool I know to use to do that. Um, I just think you learn so much about life and people just from asking them things. Yeah. Like we don't ask each other things anymore. Yeah. Like we don't have conversations. And that's just crazy to me that like some people don't just say, Hey, let's go to dinner. And we just like talk, you know, like, we don't really care about like knowing other people. We just care about them knowing us, you know? And when you do that, you're not really getting to the core of anything. And like, I think that like truth and like love and connection comes from the core. So just like asking questions and going on tangents and like just having that free flowing discussion, um, is where someone really, really shows you who they are. And even if they aren't, like if they hold back and they're not into having the conversation, they're showing that. Mm-hmm. Like you're learning something about them through that. So like I will always ask any question. If you answer, don't answer it, that's cool. Like no answer is an answer, yeah. you know? Hesitation to an answer is an answer. Um, and so you just learn through that. Mm. So if I say, hey, Hey, let's go to dinner and just talk. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! <laughs> I mean, listen, you 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 grew the beard for me, so <laughs> I'm, re- I'm ready and able. You are. Yours is longer too. To what? Yours is longer. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We're not yeah. focusing on how. <laughs> we, <right now. laughs> we bearded out here. Okay, we're trying our best. Yeah. <laughs> I'm serious. Like people always think I'm kidding, but I'm so serious when I'm like. I, the only, the only, only, only superficial thing that I have when it comes to like a parent's relationship, the only superficial thing is a beard. So it can be five through for great beard? Yeah. No, no, no. I'm not kidding you. Thank you for the truth, But I mean, five, three. No, am I in love? I'm in love with this person. Like, I'm in love with this. It sounds good. No, like, to start dating, like, not, not if you're but in love. But I mean, love, you get to not. the. I'm not saying it's the. the <laughs> nah, own, if I fell in love with some of those five three, I'd be like, I would be with them. I would not be with <laughs> well, them because they were five how three. Can he get to that starting point because he's five three? That's what he's saying. But I'm not saying the beard is the only thing that like makes me like you. I'm just saying if I like you, you have a beard. Okay. okay. Does okay. that make sense? Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. just saying uh, when you said it was the only superficial. You said thing, only superficial. Like, really? <laughs> no, but I don't care about height. My my college boyfriend was. My height, maybe a little shorter. Like okay, I don't. That's a big difference. Five, I three don't your care. Height is different. <laughs> it's a big difference. But I'm not a person that's like I want to do that's tall. I just have never been like that. Sounds good. <laughs> like I've only the only person that was like objectively tall was my ex boyfriend. Like that I've like seriously dated. Gotcha. That's been tall. I just I've seriously never been like they have to be tall. I'm like I just tend to date 
black guys with beards. Okay. <laughs> no matter the color, shade of black. <laughs> <laughs> no matter. <laughs> so Taylor, uh, for the people who want to check out your show, where can they check it out at? Yeah, so you can check it out on YouTube. If you type in Take It There with Taylor Rooks, you can check it out on the VR app. Um, yeah, that's where you can see it. Awesome. I was like, am I forgetting one thing? But you no, I think too. that's all. Yeah. When does it come out? So season two, we don't have a date set yet. That's okay. what we'll probably have figured out within the next like month or two. Okay. Um, so I know that I'll let you know. Cool. But season two is coming. Wrap season one had eight episodes. It was so much fun. Mm-hmm. So you can always just go back and rewatch those. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Love awesome. Love well, Taylor. It's always, I feel like we bonded today. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Like but see, and that's now I feel like you guys told me about you. Yeah. Because I didn't think it. I just like we had a conversation. And you just gained so much more from that, I feel like, you know. That's so, so. awesome. So, guys, make sure you reach out to Taylor. Let her know what about the podcast stood out to you guys. You know how we get down. My name is Hafiz. Chris is the show, baby. And we're joined by the one and only. Taylor Rooks. And we are the roommates, guys. Thank you so much. Share, share, share. Comment, comment, comment. All that good jazz. And adios. Bye.